This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Andy Shinling. Andy is the founder of TCP Youth Empowerment, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to unleash youth leaders, inspiring them to take charge of their future and reach their full potential. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Roman. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so it's definitely a, a long journey. Um, you know, growing up, I was always involved in sports. You know, I was that typical athlete who just loved being at the field, did whatever I could to get out at the field. And when I wasn't at the field, finding ways to continue playing sports at home. Um, you know, my journey took me to being a professional athlete. I got drafted by the Orioles out of high school in 2004 and spent about five and a half seasons with them. Uh, got released in 2009 uh, and then uh, started my academic career, I would say, in 2010. Um, and then 2015, I graduated from Towson with a degree in business. Um, knew I never really wanted to work for somebody else. So I had to figure out uh, what it is I wanted to do and kind of in the meantime, while at school, you know, I got invited to the church and um, gave my life to Christ. And once I graduated, he put on my heart to give back to kids and help them, you know, go out into this world and chase their dreams. And uh, I think the journey that I was on from, you know, a youth athlete and adolescence up until my graduation at Towson, you know, I was able to look back and and figure out what it was that that led me to where I was, but also that held me back. And you know, I grew up in grew up in a, a typical household. Um, on the outside looking in, you know, both parents around and in the middle class, but um, nobody really knows what goes on in between the four walls. So there's a lot of friction and and um, going on in the house, which created me to be a really shy kid growing up, didn't really feel comfortable in the world, other than being out on the sports field. You know, that was my sanctuary, and I think that's why I excelled so much at sports, is because I felt free and in an environment that I could just be me and let loose and, and not have any worry in the world. Um, and, you know, but as I got older, you know, I wasn't really too accustomed with you know, communicating and navigating through the real world and um, kind of led me to kind of just be a little by myself, but only really falling or not falling, but gravitating towards those who really gravitate towards me. Um, and that kind of led myself into some vulnerabilities and, and, and just finding myself hanging around the wrong people, um, which ultimately led me out of baseball. And, um, but also a big part of the driving force of why I started this charity 
and 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 have this mission of unleashing youth leaders um and really trying to unleash the leaders that i believe are in all of us um that way we can reach our full potential which i never felt or i don't feel i reached um because i never had charge of i never felt like i was in charge of my future or even in charge of my life felt like i was just floating through like a dead fish just because of those insecurities that I had about being in the real world and um, which was all, you know, a part of me based on my life growing up from being in the house with the tension, from being bullied. So it really created some social anxiety um, in, in which I never really grew out of until, you know, recently, the last couple of years. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, like we talked offline, I'm a foster parent. I've been a foster parent since June 2018. Me and my wife have had since then 20 kids in our home. So I kind of see the importance of that kind of uh, structure and pushing kids and giving them the right uh, message and some kind of role model figure to push them in terms of what they're capable of and also in the right direction because the kids that you know stay with us are coming from seeing and being an uh, experience of abuse, neglect, you know, drug abuse by their parents, mental illness. So if that's all they see in terms of environment, that's going to obviously influence their you know mental health, their personality, then physically, and who they're capable or who they're going to become if they kind of stay on the path without seeing that there's something more to life. Yeah, certainly. That was, and that definitely became evident in my life. Um, you know, especially through through my peers and, and not wanting to be in the house because of the tension led me to being out with my friends. Um, which, you know, looking back, they were my friends. I thought they were my friends, but they weren't the best friends. Um, you know, those were, you know, and and kind of accepting what they did, knowing that. It may not have been the right thing, but it was better than being at home. Um, so that, like, as you mentioned, it's the, the environment we're accustomed to growing up in the household and, and even in our neighborhoods definitely plays a major toll um, on, on, a, on our emotional state and our thinking. And then as you get older, you, uh, you find yourself in a rut, I guess, and like, and find myself lost. And I think there's a lot of kids out there being lost right now you know with with kind of touching on what you said with with the home life of maybe drugs or abuse physical mental um you know for me it wasn't i guess it was more mental you know there was no physical abuse going on to me um and but you yeah, having a half brother and seeing the friction between my parents and, and and me and my half brother you know thinking it was my fault you know i definitely felt you know, go out to society and try and escape that. You always usually find the wrong ways to, to release that pain. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I definitely, you know, can see and agree with, you know, the environment playing a big part in where we, what we do and where we go. And again, that's just the driving force behind what I'm doing is for kids not to get lost, have that mentor, that role model to push them and guide them and, and lead them out of environments that they may be in that are, aren't providing or, or guiding them or leading them in the right way. Yeah, I think in that sense, uh, kids or anyone, when they're dealing with something, they either fall into some kind of coping mechanism or a vice, 
or kind of block it out, put it kind of in your subconscious. But eventually you grow up and those emotions and memories start weighing you down and start impacting, you know, you personally and professionally. Absolutely. So what motivates you to succeed? Uh, um, knowing that I never reached my full potential at the dream that I have or that I had, um, you know, people always talk about, you know, I dreamt about that as a kid, you know, and, but honestly speaking though, I literally dreamt it more nights than not about playing professional baseball, playing for the Baltimore Orioles, you know, idolizing Cal Ripken. Um, you know, for me, it was either dreaming about baseball or I dreamed that people were trying to kill me. Um, so I literally dreamt it and having that opportunity in front of me and not taking full advantage of it um, is what drives me now to, for, for success and uh, making sure that I don't leave anything out on the, on the table or any stone on left turn or any anything that could lead me to where I'm trying to go. I'm making sure I take advantage of it um, and take advantage of the opportunities. You know, everybody has opportunities in life. It's what we do with them. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time, especially when we're young, you know, we, we, we throw them away because you can't really see that the opportunities in front of us when we're living it. Um, so that's really the driving force and really what's pushing me to, to be successful is knowing that I had an opportunity and threw it away and I'm not looking forward or, or even considering throwing this one away. Yeah, and I think uh, oftentimes you're kind of your own worst enemy. So you either don't see it or you, you're too afraid to take it. But then, you know, 30, 40 years down the line, you're going to have that regret, what if? But if you do take it, worst case, you fail, you learn from it, and then you move on and take those learnings to something else that you're trying to do. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you make a good point is even if we see it, we're, we're scared to take that jump and uh, go after it because of the fear of failure. Yeah, and it's something new. I mean, humans have a tendency to stay in a pattern or a rhythm. And then when something is thrown that, you know, takes you out of that, you become uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable is actually good because it leads to growth. Uh, and you kind of take that step past your your normal routine, if you will. Yeah, certainly. Um, and that's a big, big part of our programs and what we're doing is really forcing kids to be uncomfortable, you know, because t generally is when we're uncomfortable, we run, we, we hide, we, we clam up. And as you mentioned, you know, there's really no growth without being uncomfortable, because if you're comfortable, you're never stretching yourself and if you're not stretching yourself, you're not growing. So, no, that's a, that's a great point you make and a huge, huge aspect of what we're doing with the kids that we're serving. Yeah, and that kind of routine or not pushing yourself to the limit or taking yourself out of, the, out of your comfort zone makes you complacent and doesn't let you reach your true potential. Yeah, and crazy thing is if you look world around us um, – and the situation we're going through with this COVID-19 virus, uh, I think a lot of people are realizing the, the complacency um, that we've all had, you know, just accepting daily life for what it is, going through the routines um, and not really going out there and growing and learning and exploring 
what's really out there and what's really going on. And unfortunately, I think most of the world is, is going to be caught off guard with uh, what may be happening in the future. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? How many t- how much time I got to explain that? <laughs> um, you know, first and foremost, it just, it, I would say self-confidence, you know, like, as I mentioned, you know, younger, I had confidence, but it was only in sports. And, you know, my self-confidence and self-esteem was not high at all, you know, as a kid growing up. And even until probably mid to late 20s. Um, and now I, I would say that's a, a strength of mine for sure. You know, fully believing in, in what I'm doing and and being able to be successful at it. I would also say what we just touched on, being uncomfortable. You know, I would, you know, when, when you have social anxiety and you know, I guess you're fearful of what's the world around you, you don't like to be uncomfortable. You don't put yourself in new positions and take chances or risks. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, the success I'm seeing now is I'm just taking those chances one, because I am confident in myself and believe in myself. But two, is I know that there's no there's no way to grow and no way to make the impact I'm trying to make if I'm not going to take risks. You know, I don't have an education background, you know, but I'm, I do after school and summer programming. You know, I'm learning as I go, uh, surrounding myself by the right people because I am confident now. Um, and I would, and that goes on to, I would just say, you know, the third I guess failure we would call it is not surrounding myself by the right people. You know, too often we get we get tied up and and consumed with hanging with our boys and and doing what they want to do um, and not focused on ourselves, not in a selfish way, but not focused on what we want out of life. And we end up surrounding ourselves by people that aren't going to get us ahead in life, aren't going to help us pursue our passions and our dreams, and we end up living theirs. Um, and now I've, I've been able to, you know, remove myself from those relationships. And I think that's also been a huge part in uh, being successful now is finding the right relationships and surrounding my, myself with people who are passionate about what I'm passionate about and really trying to make the change and impact that I'm trying to make. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also kind of focusing on something greater than yourself and kind of leaving a legacy. Because I think in my 20s, I was chasing uh, material things, uh, titles, money. And then when I switched over to more of a giving, adding as much value as possible and being open to uh, helping as many people as possible, I think those successes naturally came because I think that's kind of like the right path to actually do it with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would 100% agree, you know, as my, and when I was younger, it was certainly chasing the material things, you know, um, from money, from clothes, from jewelry, you know, I, you know, what I could get in my car, whatever it may be. Um, and then, you know, once, once the Lord put on my heart to serve and give, it just seems it's like a, a dramatic shift and in, in change in, in the outlook of life, which has led to opportunities, you know, because 
I'm a firm believer if you're out there trying to serve and, and you're doing the right things and the right things are going to come to you. Um, but if you're out there doing, you know, selfish, ambitious things, then, you know, eventually it's going to take its course. You're going to find yourself alone with nowhere to go. Um, yeah. So I'm a big believer in that as well with you is, is, is taking that mindset of how can I serve and help others? Because the way the world works is usually things come back around. And when you sow, you usually, um, so what's what you plant water in, in the, and plant the seeds in the water with. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in that, man. So I, that's a great point. Great concept right there. And I think people nowadays, especially in 2020, in terms of attention span and everything else, are looking for instant gratification. So if they're trying to achieve something, if they don't do it right now, they think it's a failure and move on. But that kind of patience and doing as best as possible and giving back and outlasting everyone else in terms of what you're trying to achieve, that's oftentimes the people that are left over. That's the successful company or the successful person. They simply outlast it. That's a good thought. I never thought about it in the outlasting way. Um, But yeah, I think you're 100% right with that. You know, the patience, the endurance, the tenacity um, to just stick it stick with it and, and endure. Um, and, I, and I also believe that, you know, if you're doing and living the life that, that you're called to live, um, I think all that, what we just mentioned, the endurance, the tenacity, the perseverance, all that just becomes natural because you know that you're living on a, you live in a purpose or for a purpose that's much bigger than you. And at the end of the day, you know, the small things, at least for me, I tend not to worry about um, I, you know, just focus on this big picture and, and this bigger plan and mission that I'm on, knowing that I'll be fulfilled at the end of the day. And I and I would hope, like you just mentioned, that I outlast. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Yeah, so you can, um, you know, personally, you can find me um, on Twitter, Instagram, um, at, at Andy Schindling, um, spelled S C H I N D L I N G. As far as our charity, um, you can find us at TCP Youth Empowerment. Um, you know, we got some great programs going on here in Maryland. Uh, and, you know, I, I encourage you to check us out. You know, we're adding content to our youth empowerment pages for kids um, in, in terms of leadership and, and self self-management um, and really trying to, you know, get our get our knowledge out to the masses in the youth world to really help them become all they can they can be and, and help them reach their full potential. So I encourage you to check us out there and go to our website, tcpyouthempowerment.org. You can learn more about what we're doing. You know, if you feel called and you want to invest in the lives that we're serving, you know, there's opportunity to do that. And if you're local in the Maryland area, you know, please reach out. We're always looking Uh, for volunteers and people to support what we're doing. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate it, Roman. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.